Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah, and I'm joined as always by my lovely wife, Liz. Hello, Liz. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm great. I'm surprisingly tired, though. Really? Yeah. Is it one of those where because you slept in, you're more tired? It could be, or it could be that it's kind of like... Gloomy day. Yeah, it's just like a rainy overcast want to snuggle up with a blanket kind of day too mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah it could be all the all of those things i'm just a Did little we, stay, we stayed little up maybe a little later last night too didn't we yeah but not not so late yeah not crazy like, yeah hmm. nothing like that but yeah you asked that's my answer yeah okay okay well we I got to at least we took what you could take a nap i could take a nap we'll just all do it during this episode i'll try okay <laughs> i'm a little um I don't know if I can make any promises based on what we're talking about, but... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to do your favorite game where I'm going to make you guess things because you oh, like to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, you're really good at it, though. Oh. So... Okay. <laughs> so, since we haven't done our last two quarterly reviews on the podcast, or at all, really... Yeah. <laughs> I thought we would talk about numbers to kind of let people know where we are with the business with and our own like personal finances and stuff like that, because that's part of the reason for this show is to have transparency with that stuff. So you can see so we can share the kind of, uh, I don't know, progress we've made or where we've come since we started our business and since we started the podcast. So. And honestly, right now, I don't even know, like looking back, like I don't remember where we were with all this stuff before, but all I know is where it is now. And if you want to figure out where we were before, then go listen to our old quarterly reviews. But (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to start with some numbers about the business. And so to date, do you know how many properties we bought? Now, keep in mind, we now work with a financial partner. And so Mm -hmm. um, these... I'm including the ones that we didn't even pay for. 50. That's a really good guess. 48. Okay. So, and that totals up to, well, I'll, I'll let you take a shot at this too. Uh, how many acres do you think that is? Ooh. Mm, 100 acres. 170 acres. Ooh. So. A little off the mark on that one. A little bit but. off, but yeah. So. Yeah, a little more than, on average, a little more than three. And we're in the process of purchasing 35 more acres. And we're working on a bigger deal. Like, we might be trying to get, like, oh, you know, a thousand acres. So, depends if we can find (laughs) people who want to give us their money. But anyway, um, we'll talk more about that if it happens. So... You want to so okay, forty-eight properties. How much do you think those cost flat out, just for the properties, not for like operating oh, expenses man. or anything like that? One hundred thousand dollars. Fifty-eight thousand dollars. Oh, whoa! Yeah, good for us. So yeah, I didn't even do the math, but obviously it's a little over a thousand dollars per property, 
maybe like 1100 or some something like that okay are we and, trying to average i was thinking like two thousand you know, there's but no because we've got a lot for like 300 right. 500 yeah 850 um and then of that we bought with our own money just below $40,000 worth. So, and that's keeping in mind that we started this business with about $16,000 to play with. So we've had windfalls from time to time, but we also have money coming back in from the business. So conglomeration of those things, me, I mean, we had our like 401ks and things like that. At one point we had, um, we sold our house. Those were a couple of the windfalls that gave us access to a lot of capital at once. But And so we bought 48. Do you know how many we've sold? Uh, 45. 48. Because I sold two properties that aren't ours and we have oh. two of ours left. <laughs> I, was, I forgot about that. So, Dang it, because yep. I knew we had two left. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. We bought 48 and sold 48. And so the sale price of the 48, I'll let you take a shot. How much do you think we sold them for, including contracts that aren't paid out yet? Wait. So we bought them for $58,000. How much do you think we sold them for? Well, we bought 48 for $58,000. We sold 48, but it's not the same 48. We sold 46 of those 48, plus I sold two more, which... Yep. Excuse the numbers a little bit because it's like yeah. I'm only counting my profit from those two sales. Okay. Um, two hundred fifty thousand. Not a bad guess. One hundred and seventy-five thousand seven hundred forty-seven dollars and thirty-one cents. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what we bought, and so, and we still have probably the two properties we have left. Probably, I'm hoping to get maybe $11,000 for. So that'll bring us really close to 200,000. So not bad buying for 58 and selling for 176 and still having two properties left. Uh, and so that number, that 175,747, that includes contracts totaling $113,000 and some other, and some change. But so that means the majority, that means what's that leave? 62,000 basically that's been paid in cash and the remaining contracts, our portion of our remaining contracts is, do you, I'll let you take a guess. Ah. <laughs> you might be way off on this, but we'll I see. I don't know. It's, we have, uh, of the contracts we have, some of them are split 50, 50. So the total that's remaining to us is $69,519.46. And that's like, I think we have like 18 to 20 contracts right now. So, yeah, we've got about $70,000 in contracts still remaining. Our monthly cash flow total, total we expect to bring in every month based off of our contracts is about $3,600. And because a portion of that goes to my partner, the cash flow that's due us is twenty eight hundred thirty four. So approximately. So not bad, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Sure. Pretty great. I think well, obviously, I'd like to continue to grow that. Mm-hmm. So that's those are our business numbers. Do you have any anything shocking there or that you have thoughts about? 
Um, so are we actually, are we mostly just doubling, not quadrupling what Well, what we we're bought making? for 58,000, we sold for 176, so we're basically tripling. Mm. Yes. Okay, so tripling. And plus, okay. since we've been working with the financial partner, we've been working more on speed and quick flips rather than hitting our numbers exactly. So our margins have gone down, but the speed has gone up and speed... Yeah. A lot of times is more important anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. And we're also considering transitioning into like a wholesale model where we buy the land from the original owners and then we wholesale to other land investors because that's super quick and you always get cash. Yeah. And the more cash deals, the better in my perspective. So uh, we haven't transitioned yet because we just we haven't been able to acquire very many properties from the original owners. So we're actually buying wholesale and you can't really buy wholesale than sell wholesale because then you make like nothing. So but we are in the midst of a large wholesale transaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. So should we take a minute and talk about that? If you want. It's up to you. So I don't, as, I don't as long believe as it's not too much of a divergence no well it's definitely greatly going to affect our numbers okay <laughs> so go for um, it so what it, so i saw a friend of mine alan who was on the show alan jones uh sent me a screen capture of a guy who was wholesaling properties in costia, Co costia county where we work and um he and it said he had 20 properties and i immediately went on there and i asked for an email giving more details and stuff like that and he wrote me back and I had like a screen capture of like 20 properties. I was like, oh, great. And then in the email he wrote, I actually have like 270 of these. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, wow, we need to like jump on this quick because he posted in like a group full of land investors and has already had over 100 responses and stuff like that. And But I think I was one of the first people to get back to him or something. And so we got like first dibs, like I chose the, we're starting with seven properties and this guy did not close through a title company, which is scary. It would, it would be scary for me. I don't know why he didn't, but maybe he knows the guy personally or something. But so we are closing through a title. He, I don't think anybody else that he's selling land to is closing through a title company. And basically what that does is it ensures that the chain of title is good. You're not going to have legal issues down the road and stuff like that. So we're closing yeah. this first deal through title company. I think we're going to hope to move straight to a second deal of the same size. So seven more properties, which, you know, that might be next week for all I know. But now we're also both reaching out to investors because we sell pretty easily in Costilla, I feel like. And while it could take a while to sell that many properties, like I feel like land in Costilla County is basically just like printing money. Like if you get it under X amount of dollars, like there's no, you could sell it easily for like, if we get these for, let's say 1700, which is what we're getting them at right now. I mean, we could easily, easily sell them for 2,500, like yeah. probably very quickly. And I'm going to start marketing them for more like 4,500 and, uh, see what kind of traction I get with that because the, there's been a, a high demand since coronavirus has come out but yeah so we're trying to take down a, a much bigger deal if we can act quickly before he sells too many 
and get yeah. who knows. I mean, I'd I'd love to get twenty or thirty at the bare minimum. Sounds like we're probably going to be locking up fourteen at least, which is great. Because I don't know if we talked about that much how we our supply dried up. Yeah, of land. Yeah. So yeah, the, this this year I think we might have mentioned, but yeah, I sold sixteen properties, but basically that was all of them, but two. Yeah. So, and one of them has been locked up in contract. It's the nightmare one that we talk about every once in a while on here. North Carolina property. I basically told the dude I need to hear from him or we're going to sell it to someone else. So, yeah. Hopefully, that'll, we'll get that one resolved soon since we've had that thing freaking locked up for two years yeah. in contact, contract. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll relieve some pressure, even if it's just the seven, let's say. And yeah. And that goes through. Like, yeah. It will have been so quick compared to how we've gotten them in the past. And then oh, yeah. any that hopefully start to trickle in through our traditional way, which is sending out offers to mm-hmm. owners mm-hmm. and then them replying and saying, you know, hopefully yes. Right. Um, but I think like this will just help cushion that a little, even if it's. Only oh, yeah. Seven. Even if it's. Yeah. Even if it's just C7, as long as they come out legit and we get this deal done, like that's still a great boon to our business. Yeah. So anything additional is just sugar on top. Right. But I mentioned this to you. What's great. I mentioned it to you and I mentioned it to Alan, but like what's great now about having a financial partner is, I mean, of course, there's drawbacks because everything I sell, I only get half the profit. But at the same time, if we do a large deal like this. Without spending a penny, like our net worth goes up by half of whatever the profit's right. going to be. So right. like <laughs> if if we get 14 properties, then our, our net worth like overnight without investing a penny goes up like $40,000. So the more of those deals, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, and I'm that's excited. not to say like if you go into this business, you should be looking for a financial partner necessarily or anything like that. It's just kind of where we ended up, like where the road took us. Um, It's not 100% that that's the way it's always going to be. Like for the foreseeable future, that's how it is, which is great because it's allowing us to build back up our our IBC accounts and things like that. So that deal aside, which maybe we'll talk more about it depending on where it goes. I'll try to keep you guys updated. But so I want to talk about our personal finances. Okay. So this is pretty fascinating to me so i took your basically your your year average income and kind of averaged it out uh only only including months where you worked the whole month and then i only had one month worth of me working to base mine off of so i just used that number because i imagine it's pretty close to what it's gonna be so our monthly income comes right out around 2900 okay so do you remember what i said our cash flow was from the land business? 26? 2834. Oh, 28. Okay. Wow. So our land business is basically doubling our income right now. Our monthly income. Wow. Yeah. And it's actually above that. I'm not counting. Like I have one guy who is purchasing these properties. who's trying to pay me basically weekly instead of monthly. So it's actually a little bit above that. But he's also a large chunk of our cash flow. So when he's done with his contract... Our cash flow is going to go back down. It'll probably round out if we didn't sell anything else by the time he finishes paying us, which is great because that's another $6,000, I think, just from him. By the time he's done paying us, the initial 
the way it works with our financial partner is all the initial payments go to him until he's recouped his initial cost. Then once we hit that mark, then we start splitting the profit payments. Like once we've broken even, then the profit payments, the monthly payments get split 50-50 after that. So by the time this guy's contract is up, I'm hoping that, well, either he'll have paid me so fast that we have a bunch of extra money, or if he pays me a little slower, by that time, he'll still have sustained our monthly cash flow and our monthly cash flow at that point should hit the point where it's starting to go up because of the contracts I've sold with my partner. Cause I don't, that 2,800 number doesn't include any of the properties I've sold since I started partnering with my partner because I don't count that in our cash flow cause we're not making any cash off of it right yet. Okay. So, but that's, I think we're at like probably five or $600 off of that so far. Okay. So by the time a few months rolls around, he's recouped his costs. I'll start earning off of those too. And then hopefully that'll supplement for them like, like this larger contract that we won't have going at, at the time in like six months or less. So um, when you talked about like what our income is, is that mm-hmm. with your delivery job and my job? Yeah. Okay. Combined. Okay. Just wanted to make yep. sure that was clear. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our like that's our work a day jobs basically your customer service and my delivering pizzas. Um, sounds so little. What? It just sounds so little. 2900? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about what I was making at the post office after and I had our health insurance too. Mhm. Hmm. So, but that's not the we don't want to increase our income. We want well, we don't want to increase our income from employers. We want to increase our income from buyers. Mm. So, that's that's what we're working on and you know i was gonna say like when we were like a year and a half into this business our monthly cash flow was like three hundred dollars or something like that and i you know i'm working with people who are like oh i want to get to five thousand dollar monthly in like six months or something like that and i'm just thinking like how you know and i'm working with people who are making thousand dollars and thousands of dollars a month off of it and i'm like how i've been doing this for a year and a half and i have I'm making like $284 a month right now, like not even enough to pay like our, to send our offer letters out. But in the last, in the year since then, we've like, we've 10X'd it. Like we're like, literally, I think it was like $284 for a while. And then, you know, we got up to three, four, five, 600. And then like, I mean, even without that one contract right now, it's still at like 2000, which is, you know, pretty decent. But anyway, yeah, it takes a while. So like, yeah, you're trying to replace your income. Don't expect to do it in a year and a half. I mean, <laughs> that's what the experts do. That's what yeah. the like the best people in the world who do this have done. And so it's possible. But don't expect it anyway. Wow. So we're going to go into our actual like personal finance shit here. Oh, so maybe you don't even know this stuff. Well, you, I'm sure you don't know the exact numbers, but so our cash on hand which is our checking account, our savings account, our checking and savings accounts, not including like the actual cash cash that we have like in our safe and stuff in case of emergency or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have a guess? Mm-mm. We have... Wait, uh, 15, no. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, hang on, what is it I'm trying to find out? The so it's our checking account plus our business 
checking, our personal checking, our okay. personal savings, and even like our other online checking and savings accounts, which one of them doesn't show up on our mint, but 15,000? 10,000. The second guess was very close. $9,869. Okay. But our credit card Payments getting ready to come out, and yeah. that's going to be for forty two hundred dollars. So that's going to cut that in about half. Uh, our credit card debt. So when we say credit card debt, the way mm-hmm. we do our credit card is we run as many things as we can through our credit card because we get two percent automatic cash back, and then um, it will in rewards. So it works out to two percent. So we rack up everything on our credit card, and then we pay it all that month. So we have never paid interest on our credit card. So when I say credit card debt, that's not. I don't mean things that we're paying off slowly with interest it's just right basically our credit card bill this month uh which is eight thousand four hundred thirty one dollars so that's combined for both our personal and our business account um so yeah our typical monthly credit card bill for our personal is usually around three thousand give or take well that just got bumped up because we just started doing our rent on there because there's like a flat $20 fee, but since we get 2% cash back, we earn like $23 in rewards. So it, <laughs> we get more rewards than we pay in penalties. So we started paying that on our credit card. Mm-hmm. So that might bump our monthly credit card bill up to more like $4,000, but we just, we pay that off every, every, so I just don't hear that I'm encouraging credit card debt or anything like that. And we don't have like what most people consider credit card debt. That's just like, like I said, our monthly credit card bill. Um, and then, yeah, and our business yeah. our business credit card bill is usually, I think right now it's right around 1200 something like that. Okay. And a lot of those expenses get split with my financial partner. So when I get paid by people on contract, I deduct some expenses from what I'm paying my partner. So that softens the blow a little bit. So then we have our student loan debt. Do you know where that is? $10,000. Yeah, pretty much $10,193. So I think we've talked about this before, but we were aggressively paying those off for a while. It was, I looked back, I think our initial combined credit card debt was $56,000. Credit card? Oh, sorry. Student loan debt. Okay. And for a few years, we were like paying an extra $700 a month into it or something like that to get it down. And then when we realized that we should be investing all that extra money instead of using it to pay down loans we stopped doing that and made our payments minimum um and that's basically so our loan debt has hovered at right around that ten thousand dollars maybe eleven thousand dollars over the last maybe two years or something like that it's going down slowly but we don't really care because we have if we wanted to pay it off we could uh oh i heard them say this on a podcast like what's more important paying off they were talking about a mortgage, but you could apply it to student loans. Is it is it more important to pay off your student loans or is it more important to have the ability to pay off your student loans? The latter. Yeah. I mean, just makes sense, right? Like, yeah. If you've got that amount s- sitting around, you don't need to actually pay it off because you could at any time if you had to, if there was a need to, but there isn't a need to. Like, and in fact, yeah. you know, most of our loans are 4% or whatever, 4.5%. So why not put your money somewhere where it's going to earn 5%, 6% if you can. Yeah. And you can find those places anyway. 
off my soapbox. Um, so our IBC accounts. So if you don't know what that is, it's our dividend paying whole life insurance policies, which is how we fund our business. So do you know how much cash we have access to right now in there? $10,000. Very close. Yep. $9,805 right now. And so we also have loans out. Loans taken at 5% interest while the... So when we take a loan out, we're not actually taking our money out. We're using our money that's in there as collateral and we're paying interest on the loan. But the original collateral is still in there earning 4%. So more or less, the majority of the interest I'm paying is captured back into our account because it's still growing at 4% even though I'm paying 5% on a loan. But that beside the point, uh, do you know how much we owe ourselves in loans at this point? Well, technically we own the company, the loans, but it gives us access to more cash when we pay it back. 15,000? It is 21,966. So, so we have, yeah, we have access to about a third of our cash and about two thirds of our cash we don't have access to because we have already collateralized it for loans. And so the total combined of those, of our cash we do have access to and the cash we don't have access to is $31,772. So, which means if we were to pay off our loans tomorrow, that that's approximately what our account would be worth. And okay, yeah. that would be the money we had access to. So, any thoughts or... Anything on that? Nope. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, we're almost done. I mean, I've only got one other item on here, which is I, I did our precious metals just because I was curious about it. Because Yeah, I was hoping that was going to yeah. be something you brought up. Yeah. So I have, when I was transitioning before we had our life insurance policies, I moved a large portion of our IRAs into a precious metal IRA. It's kind of like a very specific type of self-directed IRA and because I wanted to get like at that point I was learning about uh, different investment strategies and things like that and I wanted to that's actually when I was learning about like Ron Paul and I actually looked up where he holds his wealth and things like that and he has something like 72 percent of his wealth is in real estate and like 20 some percent is in precious metals and like that's the majority of the allocation of his wealth and he's a financial genius in my opinion so i was like i need to do something like that so then i i bought some precious metals and i started learning about real estate so in some strange way ron paul is indirectly related to why we're doing what we're doing i don't know if yeah you knew that or yeah. not no yeah yeah i mean we talked about yeah that. yeah yeah so anyway, I had like this precious metal from then and then I, I cashed out because I wanted the metal because there are there are some shady companies where it's like it's risky to leave them keep your gold and stuff like that and I, or you know gold and silver or whatever and I didn't want the risk even though I thought I was dealing with a legitimate company and stuff like that. I decided to cash out and just hold the stuff myself and um, so it's kind of it's kind of cool having like some precious metals and stuff like but anyway so i've just had like an idea of what i thought it was worth since then because i never keep up on the trends of like whether it's going up or down in value 
because we didn't have enough that it would really be worth like diversif or uh, divesting from them, like selling them because it became worth so much or something like that. Because that's how you're supposed to like. You decide you want X percent of your wealth, like 10 to 15 percent is a suggested to hedge against inflation um, and protect your your wealth, because if the dollar goes down too far, gold will still be worth whatever. And like dollar denominated assets won't be worth as much. So but so since I believe in the dollar less than most people, I wanted more like maybe 20 percent of our net wealth to be in it, and which at the time I think is probably about what we did. But since then, I've just had kind of like an estimate of what I thought it was worth. And I put what I, I originally just put what I thought it was worth down on the paper, but I decided to get this stuff out and actually look it up and see what it's actually worth. And I estimated it was worth between six and 7,000. And that's pretty much what it, it's basically, uh, it's $6,960. So just under $7,000. Yeah. Good estimate. Thanks. What do you think about precious metals? Any thoughts? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm glad we have some. We yeah. have a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's the one thing that we didn't, you know, divest in that I'm glad we we didn't. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping we'll keep that on hand and maybe like here and there invest in it more. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to expand it a little bit because our, I mean, our net worth is growing. It's. Our net worth now is like it. Pro- it might be similar to that original thing, like un- subconsciously, unconsciously, whatever. Like of how I saw Ron Paul's money was allocated, might be pretty close to what ours is because most of our net worth is in land, and then outside of yeah. cash, our largest asset is precious metals, which is weird because we haven't bought precious metals for a long time. We don't think that much about them, but so do you have? Like, are you sharing the? Our estimated net worth then? Like, you've gone through oh, all these numbers. I didn't and add like, them up. All right. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Well, let's see. Can I do it real quick? Yeah. I don't know. So, let's see. Well, okay. So, I'm not counting our IBC debt because that's a wash. You know, if I pay $1, we lose a dollar, but we gain a dollar. So, right. that's, you know... I mean, there could be the the difference is the interest on there, which is like a few bucks a day or something like that. So, okay, maybe a couple hundred dollars there. So I'm not even going to calculate that in. So we have $70,000 in land contracts. I estimate our real estate holdings approximate 80,000. And that's before this deal goes through. If this deal, the seven properties goes through, I'll I'll probably estimate it more like 100,000. In just prop and just land cash basically our <laughs> cash we have versus the credit cards we owe is like a thousand dollar fifteen hundred dollar difference and basically <laughs> our student loan debt versus our ibc cash value is basically one to one so those more or less cancel each other out so yeah we're looking at like fifteen hundred plus we uh, have i guess i wasn't thinking about counting the loans student loans but okay yep Go on. So that's kind of a wash. So our cash versus our credit card bill, I'll call it a bill, not debt, because that's more how we use it. It's about 1500 Then we've got about 1500 in our safe. So that's like $3,000. Then we've got $7,000 of precious metals. So we're talking about 
ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And then, uh, assuming this land property deal goes through here in the next week, hundred thousand dollars worth of land. So we're talking about one hundred ten thousand dollars. So you're not counting the contracts. I am counting. Or, I'm counting what's um, our value okay. of the contracts. So while the contracts are more like. 90,000 or something like that. Our portion of that is 70. So yeah, our net worth I would estimate to be around $100,000 and that's not including like okay, I've got maybe like $5,000 worth of like 4 or $5,000 worth of like autographed sports and music memorabilia. And yeah. Some, some other things that we could nitpick and say are worth money. I mean, we've got a a rare cat that we could sell for meat. <laughs> i'm kidding no i don't know yeah okay. i think our net worth is probably around one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. just now thinking of that okay how does that make you feel no all right yeah <laughs> not not that impressed not yet no nope what will impress you 200 300 a million mm, half a million half a million okay i mean That'll be the first, like, first level. Depending on how many of these properties we get from this guy and how we split it up, if we have investors and stuff like that, like, it's basically, I mean, it's a it's a potential million dollar deal. And even if we only get 20% of that, that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But not to, not to be, like, dreamy or over expectant of the situation. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy with the seven. Not going to be counting on anything further. In fact... Because this guy didn't originally close through title, it's possible those don't even go through. So we'll keep you updated on how that plays out. But yeah. Anything else? For me, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is all you. I'm just moral support. Well. In this episode. This is like, these are the the numbers of our journey together. I know. Just because you didn't look the numbers up doesn't mean. Well. This is like part of the point of the show too like i wonder i bet when we started in in november of 2017 i wonder what our net worth was i can tell you it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars yeah probably not it was because that was my goal for our first year was for our net worth to be a hundred thousand dollars and i think we came pretty close i think we might have been like between 80 and 90 okay so maybe when we started our net worth i would approximate 50 to 60 so even though we sold our house and we divested from the stock market and I have divested from our real estate investment trusts, quote unquote, all, you know, well, all these investment things, our, I've done all that in the last two years, basically since we started our business mm-hmm. and our net worth has approximately, well, it's more than doubled. What do you think about that? That's impressive. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if we continue the rate of growth, that would mean two more years, double, two more years, double. I mean, okay. not saying that's going to happen, but I think, I think, I mean, it's possible we could double our net worth before the end of this year. It is. That would make 2020 awesome. Exactly. Anyway, those are our numbers and uh, we, we pride ourselves on transparency and like sharing with you the actual numbers on the page of what we're doing and the progress we're making and stuff like that so hopefully this uh gives you an insight and i don't know hopefully you get something from this yeah 
I feel like if somebody else was sharing all of this, I'd want to know. Like for me, it feels boring. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's ours. <laughs> but like if somebody tell. else was, mm-hmm. I'd probably be interested. Yeah. It's like juicy almost. Yeah. It's like nobody talks about this stuff. I know. I know. But we talk about like stuff like this a lot. And yeah. Like, so. Yeah. We're desensitized. It's not, our, it's not ex- as exciting for <laughs> for yeah. me for you to share yeah wonders. but yeah i could see how it could be to somebody else yeah well i hope so yeah if we left something out email me let me know mm-hmm. that's uh that's a pretty encompassing view of our business and our financial situation so hopefully next time we share it it will be even better yeah but overall you feel positive about it uh yeah Okay, Of course. Just making sure. Yes. All right, then. We should leave it at that. All right. Well, we will uh, be talking to you in a couple days. Peace out. See you. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job. Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.